Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. You can find out more by visiting the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Naples Illustrated, bringing you infinite luxury lifestyles. The website is naplesillustrated.com. We have terrific guests for today's show, including Keith Flaw. He's the co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. We'll visit with Byron Donalds, our state representative and candidate for U.S. Congress. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. He'll be joining us as well as former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Always great to get his input on what and commentary on what's happening here on the Paradise Coast. It is May the 21st and on this day in 1881 in Washington, D.C., humanitarians Clara Barton and Adolphus Solomons founded the American National Red Cross, an organization established to provide humanitarian aid to victims of wars and natural disasters in congruence with the International Red Cross. Barton was born in Massachusetts in 1821, worked with the sick and wounded during the American Civil War, and became known as the Angel of the Battlefield for her tireless dedication. In 1865, President Abraham Lincoln commissioned her to search for the lost prisoners of war, and with the extensive records she had compiled during the war, she succeeded in identifying thousands of Union dead at the Andersonville Prison Prison of War camp. She was in Europe in 1870 when the Franco-Prussian War broke out and she went behind the German lines to work for the International Red Cross. In 1873, she returned to the United States and four years later, she organized the American branch of the International Red Cross. The American Red Cross received its first U.S. federal charter in 1900. She headed the organization into into her 80s and died in 1912. What a great life, Clara Barton, founder of the American Red Cross. You know, I I wanted to do this story so long and uh, for the last few days and haven't been able to do it, but this is so important. I'm so proud of our Attorney General, Bill Barr. He said this week he does not expect U.S. Attorney John Durham's review in the origins of the Russia probe will lead to criminal investigation of either former President Barack Obama or former Vice President Joe Biden, while noting that their concern of potential criminality in the conduct of the probe is focused on others. Now, why is this important? He said that he has a general idea of how the investigation is going and confirmed some aspects are being investigated investigated as potential crimes. Barr did say, however, and this is important, that not every abuse of power, no matter how outrageous or egregious, is necessarily a federal crime. As for President Obama and Vice President Joe Biden, whatever their level of their involvement based on what I know, I don't expect Durham's work will lead to a criminal investigation of either man, he said. Our concern of potential criminality is focused on others. Barr expressed similar reservations on Monday, making clear he his concern, or he's concerned about potential wrongdoing during the Russian probe, while also stressing that this process should not be a vehicle for retribution. He said this will not be an, and cannot be a tit-for-tat exercise, noting that the only way to break away from a dual system of justice is to ensure we scrupulously apply the same system to both sides of the aisle. That's so important that he said that. Barr maintained that in the past few decades, there's been an increasing attempt 
to use the criminal justice system as a political weapon using uh, flimsiest of legal theories, theories. Barr said he's not a good, uh, that's not a good development, it's not good for our political life, it's not good for our criminal justice system, he said. That is such a breath of fresh air. He said that so long as he is attorney general, the criminal justice system will not be used for partisan political ends. He added, we cannot allow this process to be hijacked by efforts to drum up criminal investigations on either candidate. Barr said that any effort to pursue an investigation of either candidate has to be approved by me. He went on to make clear his dim view towards the Russian investigation that ended up targeting a number of Trump associates. And here's his quote. This is so important. What happened to the president in 2016 in the election and throughout the first two years of his administration was abhorrent. That was the adjective he used, abhorrent. He said, adding that it was a grave injustice and it was unprecedented, he said. We saw two different standards of justice emerge, one that applied to Trump and his associates and another that applied to everyone else, Barr said. The Durham investigation is trying to get to the bottom of what happened, he continued, adding that it will determine if there was any federal laws broken, and if there were, those who broke the laws will be held to account. Bill Barr, our attorney general, what a breath of fresh air during these divisive political times to hear him say, you know what, we are going to stand for justice, the, the blind the lady of justice holding the scales of justice, it's going to return. And, of course, we've seen a compromised, I think, uh, through Holder and others uh, during the Obama administration. So that was a refreshing. It's perhaps disappointing to some that Biden or Obama aren't being investigated for criminal uh, investigations, but others are. And you know, I, I found this quote, it, it applies to what we just uh, talked about. A nation that can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely. That's Cicero, one of the great uh, leaders uh, during the Roman Empire. Well, moving back to coronavirus, uh, Cuyahoga County, May through May the 20th, there's three additional deaths and now up to 40, 1,058 cases, 161 hospitalized, many have been released, 10,980 tests, that's about one in, what, 35 uh, Cuyahoga County uh, residents, 9.6% positive. So the positive number is going down. The other information, this is on a side note, the Naples Daily News is now offering digital subscriptions, get this, three months for $1. I think the Naples Daily News is finally lowering its price to what it's worth. So you can get your di digital copy if you want for a buck for three months. I think what they're trying to do is to get subscribers so they can tout the number uh, to their uh, advertisers to demonstrate uh, their advertising advertisements are being circulated. I found this also from the Federalist. Chrissy Clark is a social media manager there. And during a press conference with Vice President Mike Pence Wednesday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis called out the mainstream media for their inaccurate reporting about COVID-19 deaths in his state, uh, in our state. DeSantis was initially tentative to shut down outdoor recreational areas like beaches and was ridiculed by the media for his alleged relaxed response. The media was calling Florida the next New York City, claiming the epicenter of the coronavirus was moving to the Sunshine State. As of today, Florida has a total of 2,052 coronavirus or COVID-19 deaths compared to New York's 22,000. 
The two states are opposites in both uh, death rates and gubernatorial responses. When asked about the accuracy of Florida's data, DeSantis called out the media for trying to insinuate the data was false in any manner. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, Dr. Deborah Burks has uh, uh, talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. Some say data. I call it data. So any insinuation otherwise is just typical partisan narratives trying to be spun, DeSantis told reporters. You've got a lot of people in your profession who wax poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. He recalled the mainstream media's narrative claiming that he uh, all we all need to wait two weeks and then Florida will be just like New York or Italy. Well, hell, he said, we are eight weeks away from uh, that and it hasn't happened, he said. I was the number one landing spot for tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hotspot in the world to come to my state, and he's talking about New York. He concluded by saying Florida has succeeded in tackling coronavirus, and he's frustrated that the mainstream media treat him like a boogeyman. We've succeeded, and I try to uh, think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. This is so important. It challenged their assumptions, so they've got to try and find some boogeyman, he said. In the interview with the National Review, Rich Lowry, DeSantis said he was surprised at how hostile the coverage was of his work in Florida. However, he noted that none of these people knew anything about Florida at all, so he didn't care what they were saying. For instance, the mainstream media... Made it conventional wisdom Florida would be hit hard by the coronavirus pan- uh, pandemic because of their roughly 350,000 residents and nursing care facilities across the state, but the state took practical measures to mitigate the spread of the virus for such facilities. We advised before there was even mitigation, if you're 65 and older, stay home as much as possible and avoid crowds, and that's just what something that uh, made sense, DeSantis said. Meanwhile, New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo issued an advisory for hospitals to discharge elderly patients with COVID-19 back to nursing homes. Nursing homes and long-term care facilities alike are struggling to protect their employees and residents from the coronavirus because they lack adequate protective equipment. Many facilities are uh, also short on staff, which requires staff members to interact with more patients, both healthy and ill. And the irony of the national coverage of the coronavirus is that the same time DeSantis was being made the villain, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was being elevated as hero, even though DeSantis' approach to nursing homes was obviously superior to that of Cuomo. As you can see, the media has a predetermined point to try and keep people scared to build the fear factor for coronavirus and this what they're calling a pandemic. The media has a clear agenda to, uh, to wake uh, in the wake of the pandemic, champion the Democrat governors and slam Republican governors. It just doesn't matter whether Republicans are doing well or whether Democrats are doing poorly. The goal of the media is to alter reality to make it fit their narrative. I agree. Such in, such important commentary. So the press, I mean, we've repeated this so many times, but we have to be aware of what the press and how much influence the press is having on uh, our public and creating fear rather than focusing on facts. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also by Naples Illustrated, bringing you infinite luxury lifestyles. The website is naplesillustrated.com. Coming up, we're going to visit with Keith Flaw, the co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. We'll do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. 
Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Shore Playhouse is passionately committed to enriching our cultural landscape by producing professional theater to the highest artistic standards with six full productions this season. But did you know that Gulf Shore Playhouse brings unique theater education programs and opportunities for children, teens, and adults alike? Education is a vital component of Gulf Shore Playhouse's mission, providing programs aimed at enriching the lives of our children, teens, and students of all ages. Each offering provides real-life skills and learning experiences that are invigorating, nurturing, and readily accessible to every member of our community thanks to the scholarships and reduced-price programming for our region's most deserving students. From in-school residencies and pre-professional theater training to community partnerships, audience engagement, and student matinees, the goal is to inspire creativity, encourage self-expression, and support the blossoming of self-confidence, collaboration, and a deep appreciation for the arts. With each passing year, Gulf Shore Playhouse continues to touch the lives of tens of thousands of students throughout Southwest Florida. Isn't it time that a young person in your life finds out more? For more information about student camps and the Teen Conservatory, visit the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And that commercial just played, of course, uh, promotes the education programs this summer, but uh, also a great season of theater coming up in the fall. And I hope you'll visit the website and get tickets, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with a former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Right now we have with us Keith Flaw. Keith is a co-founder of a terrific organization doing great things for parents and students of uh, kids in public schools here in Florida, uh, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the uh, Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, we're a uh, grassroots coalition. Uh, we're a not-for-profit. Uh, we work with, well now, over 100 groups across the state. Uh, have about 60, a uh, little more than 60,000 people in our active uh, database, and we focus on education reform. Uh, that's uh, we're, we're huge advocates for school choice options and the scholarship programs that Florida has. And, of course, we've been fighting the indoctrination that's taking place in our schools through the textbooks and the 
in the pornography, frankly, that we're finding in the schools. Yeah, uh, go FL, uh, FLCA dot com is the website go flca.com uh, very robust website with a lot of great information so keith uh, right now kids are out of school i'm not sure that i agree with the decision of the governor but you know what it's his decision to uh, not bring kids back to school are we learning anything from this well the distance learning uh, th- there's a number of things and i've had some recent calls that i think your listeners will find uh, that i'd like to share uh, many districts are just not capable, uh, particularly some of the rural districts. Mm. Uh, many districts are just not capable of delivering the distance learning. Uh, some of the counties have been uh, doing a, uh, what, what we're told is a decent job. Uh, an example right up in Lee County, and I was looking for the article last night, so it's a bit of hearsay at this point, but I've been told that there's a, an article published by uh, the news press that thousands of kids are just ignoring the homeschool, you know, the the lessons they're re- they're supposed to be receiving at home, yeah. and there's there's no way to 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 make them uh, uh, complete those lessons. So, uh, so so that's uh, an issue. The other issue that we're seeing uh, more and more parents, and it's not just a few here and there; it's more and more parents are becoming very concerned about the content uh, that their kids are receiving, mm-hmm. and so. Um, Right now, literally, uh, we're in an active time frame. Uh, From a private school point of view, uh, and this is one of the calls I received uh, from a lady up in Tampa who's the vice principal of a a private school, they're in their registration area where they're enrolling students for the fall. Mm -hmm. And and she's experiencing uh, two... uh, We we have, by the way, 3,000 private schools in Florida that are eligible for these scholarships. Mm-hmm. So that's a big, pretty big number. But uh, she's experiencing two different types of problems. She's having a number of parents who are currently have their children enrolled in their school coming to them and saying, you know, I lost my job. I can't afford to send my kid back to private school. What do I have to do? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, uh, my advice to her was take a quick look at the, the Family Empowerment Scholarship, which is for low-income families. Uh, there's only a limited number of those, so you have to be expeditious about that. Uh, but you, you know, you're going to be forced to put your kid back into public school. Yeah, um, that's not uh, something they want to hear. Yeah. But the flip side of that is, once they put their kid back into public school, if they have any kind of an issue that puts the kid, uh, you know, at risk from the Hope Scholarship point of view, they can immediately qualify and get the stipend to go back to private school. So that's an interesting... Uh, well, it is an issue. You know, it's the whole domino effect of this and what's happened in the economy right now, you don't even think about that in the wake of uh, everything that's going on, but you can understand why. We're going to see, well, you know, private schools suffer the, the consequence of this. Yeah. Well, the other experience that she's having is the parents that are now... Uh, having their kids in, in traditional schools who are now homeschooling their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're now much more involved in the content, and many of them are really just shocked at the content and the threat that it's, they receive it's providing to their kids. So there's a whole a new group of, of parents out there who qualify today for the Hope Scholarship. Um, and so uh, we're starting an effort to educate the, the, all of these private schools on what is the Hope Scholarship, and yeah. when a new parent comes to them, um, you know uh, they need to be in a position to explain what the scholarship is, how it works, 
and and that they can they can literally be providing education to a whole new group of of kids. Yeah, so, so for our, our listeners' benefit, and I know we've talked about the Hope Scholarship before, but our listeners not may not be aware. Can you explain it? Yeah, the, uh, very simply, the Hope Scholarship um, came to uh, was passed in 2017, and it does uh, it, it made significant changes to the uh, anti-bullying situation uh, in Florida. It added threat, intimidation, and harassment to the definition of. Uh, of um, bullying, yeah. and more importantly, it defined bullying as anyone on school property uh, with a child. So, if you have a teacher that's teaching, you know, sexually inexplicit material that you don't think is appropriate, and therefore it's threatening your child, uh, you, all you have to do is fill out a one-page form, and you immediately qualify for the Hope Scholarship, which can be up to a you know, seventy five hundred to eight thousand dollars scholarship to send your child to a private school. So this is a it's a big deal, and uh, what I love about this is it's kind of the camel's nose in the tent. Uh, it's uh, this taking a step forward on uh, school choice, and uh, right now Florida is right. a leader in school choice, and it would be outstanding if, in fact, public schools could compete or would have to compete with charter schools and with uh, private schools. Right. Well, it is competition, and it puts the parent back. It puts the victim or the parent back in charge. Yeah, Real right. quickly, the other interesting call I got this week was from a dad over on the East Coast. Um, this the actual incident started last fall. His twelve-year-old daughter uh, w- would come home from school, and he had it. He was had the habit of checking her phone, and he he was finding uh, lewd pictures of kids, uh, boys sending his daughter their genitals pictures, uh, girls doing the same thing, and then harassing uh, the daughter. Mm. So he went to the school district, uh, requested a re- meeting with the principal or vice principal. They refused. They ended up having him talk to a counselor, and the counselor blew him off completely, wouldn't give him the form to qualify for the Hope Scholarship, uh, uh, and, and blew him off with a statement uh, that was very close to the following. Oh, this is nothing. We get we get much worse cases than this uh, every day, um, and uh, uh, so we've now connected him to the Department of Education, and uh, they're now engaged in helping the uh, people over on the East Coast uh, realize that they totally mishandled this situation. Well, so it sounds to me like the, the the school officials need some education as well as to how to handle these situations. That's just inappropriate. It's against the law. Right, and and, and the, the the law that was written requires the schools, the superintendents, to provide that education. Yeah. Uh, they're just not in many cases, and they're uh, some of it's intentional uh, because you know they lose the funding if the child goes to a private school. Um, so um, that's one of the major roles we're playing. Uh, we've got a um, uh, if you go to our website, we've got a, a one uh, a, a hope hotline. It's uh, for those that are listening can write it down. It's one eight three three FL four kids FL four kids, and that explains the uh, whole part line, and we'll put you in co- connection with 
uh, someone on our team to if you uh, have specific issues that need, you need help with. All right. Well, yeah, I just encourage our listeners to go to goflca.com is the website. Just check it out. Now, there's a lot of great information there. Keith, I just really admire the work that you've accomplished starting this organization eight years ago with Pastor Rick Stevens and making the progress you've made, not only in taking a stand for kids, but also having so much influence in the Department of Education and with our uh, legislative bodies. I think you're doing a terrific job. goflca.com. Uh, Keith, genuinely appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Sure. Happy to do so. Have a great weekend. You as well. Thank you. And I just remind our listeners, uh, you know, that uh, we're uh, the Florida Citizens Alliance is sponsoring a forum for uh, candidates for uh, Collier County Commissioner. That's coming up on June the 16th. I'll be the moderator and looking forward to uh, help out in any way I can. You can find out information on that on the website as well. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with uh, uh, Byron Donalds, our state representative. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining to choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Do you have an extra auto you'd like to donate to charity? Maximize your tax deduction, support your favorite charity, and help a local child in need by calling Naples Auto Donation Center. Naples Auto Donation Center is a not-for-profit licensed car dealer. Just call NADC at 692-9840 and they'll take it from there. You get a properly documented tax deduction for whatever the vehicle actually sells for. Your designated beneficiary charity gets half the profit after fix-up costs and the net revenue generated by NADC goes to Friends of Foster Children to provide tutoring and other enrichment activities for foster children the government doesn't provide. And NADC is also one of the few places in Collier County that sells inexpensive cars that actually run to folks who would otherwise not be able to afford one. It's a real win-win. Call Naples Auto Donation Center at 692-9840 or visit the website nadckids.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. 
Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. And, of course, a little headwinds on this project now because of the pandemic. But you can find out more about uh, the Foundation for Government Accountability by visiting the website, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state representative, Byron Donalds. Byron's also a candidate for U.S. Congress. Byron, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning, Byron. So, Byron, uh, how's the uh, how's the campaign going for Congress? Well, actually, you know, we're starting to really um, get get the whole campaign up and running again. Mm-hmm. And last today on a Facebook, um, a good friend of both of ours, uh, Louise Penta, she interviewed me, and we kind of streamed it live. It was well, probably one of the first, you know campaign events that we've done because obviously coronavirus um but it's really just getting things restarted getting uh volunteers and voters re-engaged and um i just like the pathway and, and the trajectory we have to winning yeah uh again great candidate i hope you visit byrondonalds.com i've endorsed byron and uh, support his candidacy i think he'd be a terrific addition to u.s congress uh, we've got some, some some real losers up there, so it would be nice to have a winner up there. And uh, one of the things I appreciate about you, Byron, is that uh, your focus on the con- you know the Constitution extremely well, and uh, you, in my opinion, I think are really dedicated to making sure that any law that's passed, anything that's done, is within the bounds of the Constitution. Would well, appreciate any comments you have about that. Well, you know, it's funny. I think it's you, even dealing with the current pandemic, we're dealing with. You know, when this passes, we're going to be back to the same fights we always have with the, with the Democrats. Um, you know, with this election cycle coming up, with everybody, not just this race that I'm involved in, but even in November having to reelect the president, let's be clear. Um, the left is never going to stop with trying to pass the Green New Deal. Mm-hmm. The left is never going to stop with trying to pass universal health care. The left is never going to stop with trying to unwind the Electoral College and go to popular vote. Um, the left is never going to stop any of these things. And so what we have to decide is, frankly, are we going to make sure we have the best people in Congress who can not just vote the right way and, and make sure that um, Southwest Florida has a, has a solid Republican, but somebody who can also um, take on not just the, the current political battles, but really the ideological war against the political left. I mean, that's really what the country's facing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's really the core reason I got into this race. Because, you know, I think that you have to have an ability to really engage voters, not just Republican voters. You have to engage voters across the country, across the political spectrum. Because America really is at a crossroads when it comes to political ideology. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, uh, you just think about the constitutional analysis of the shutdown right now. And uh, states, of course, have the police power to govern for general health, welfare, and safety of society. But you know what? It, this, uh, it, this is going on too long. We, The Constitution assures our freedom, and the government is created in order to keep us safe from predators, both internal and external. And right now, I think I, I'm just really concerned that officials on all levels, now I'm talking about federal, state, local, uh, county, uh, homeowners associations, you name it, uh, are just overstepping their bounds with regard to the Constitution. Totally agree with you. I would say, you know, even homeowners associations, and I live in one, I mean, 
when you ch- when you decide to live there, you sign away your rights. But even still, you still have your constitutional rights to be able to assemble. Nothing abridges that. And so, you know, I just think that's where we are in America. And I think, you know, looking at our field here in Southwest Florida, you know, there's 10 candidates running. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody has their qualifications and their reasons for wanting to, to go to Washington. And, you know, I take my opponents at their word. I'm quite sure that they're their uh their ideas and their goals are genuine but it's not just about being there to vote it's about really being able to be a a change agent you know when i think about who i want as a congressman i want somebody who you know is actually can can really engage in in these in these political fights can really engage in them bob not just give a speech on c-span when nobody's looking because nobody's on the house floor i'm talking about going into college campuses i'm talking about going on the morning Joe or or Don Lemon show at night on CNN. I mean, that's really where the, the battleground is if we're going to be successful as Republicans, as conservatives going forward. Yeah, yeah, you make a great point because we've got this closed-loop program going where conservatives and libertarians talking to themselves and not reaching out to others. And when you talk to somebody on the left, it's pretty clear just shortly into the conversation that they are watching CNN or they are getting their news sources from liberal outlets, and not, which in, in many cases are not even giving real facts. Yeah, that's true. It happens all the time. You know, I was in a debate... Uh, we've probably talked about this. I, you know, a couple of months ago, I was in a debate, and um, you know, it was very interesting when you have a chance to clash your ideas directly with the left mm-hmm. in front of people, uh, because then you get to point out the, the the fault lines and 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 the and the um, the things that are misunderstood in their ideology and in the things that they want to accomplish. Um, you can't do that if you're just, frankly, sitting in a room of Republicans. And I, you know, I say it often when I speak to groups. You know, as Republicans, we all agree. So, you know, I could say a lot, everybody will be happy, then it's time to go home. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll be done with this lunch. But what about, you know, frankly, what about the people who are sitting outside? What about the people that are at the post office? What about the people in Publix? What do they think? Yeah. In a lot of respects, what they think matters far more than what I think. And so you have to be able to, to bring our ideas to them and really be able to, to, to resonate with them. I mean, that's really how politics is, is, is waged, especially in the 21st century. I couldn't agree more, uh, Byron. Again, Byron Donalds for Congress, U.S. Congress, doing a great job as our state representative now. I hope you'll visit his website, byrondonalds.com, byrondonalds.com. And when you do that, uh, make a contribution. Of course, uh, money is the mother milk of uh, politics, so uh, we certainly could use your support. Byron, I genuinely appreciate you taking time to come on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Bob. You have a wonderful day. Thank you, Byron. You do as well. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. We'll do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
For the best in food and drink as well as great live entertainment, go to the Dog 2 Sports and Music Bar. Formerly known as Weekend Willie's, the Dog 2 Sports and Music Bar has terrific new local owners offering a great new upscale decor and a fabulous new menu. Linda and I are weekly regulars to hear live blues, but you can stop by anytime for great food and drink, to watch your favorite sporting event, or to hear great live entertainment five nights a week. The Dog 2 Sports and Music Bar is located at 5310 Shirley Street, just off Pine Ridge Road, and it's open from 11 a.m. until close every day. Visit the website dogtoothnaples.com or call 431-7004. That's 431-7004. I hope we'll see you there. Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House Thrift Stores, Cafe M25, Car Wash and Detailing Center, and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I just want to do a little shout-out for St. Matthew's House. They do a great job of uh, supporting the homeless and those that are needy of food. And uh, right now you can imagine, only imagine the need and how it's grown uh, during this crisis. So I encourage you to not only make a contribution, go to stmatthewshouse.org, but also uh, patronize the businesses they have. They do a great job. Coming up, we're going to visit with former Naples Mayor Bill Barnett. Right now we have with us Seton Motley. As I mentioned before the break, he is the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. How are you? I'm well, Seton. I hope you're doing well as well. Southwest Florida, yes. Outstanding. That's right. Coming down from uh, Maryland, I guess it is, to Southwest Florida. And uh, it's <laughs> you're fortunate to be here, that not there. Tropical is better. Tropical is better. So, Seton, uh, you wrote a column about the China virus bailout money shouldn't go to Chinese companies. This was a shocking column. Maybe you could tell us about it. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been revisiting this for several years now because this has been going on for several years. Cities around the country, Chicago, L.A., D.C., Boston, are are building new or buying new train cars for their uh, subway, and always the lowest bidder is a Chinese company situated in Massachusetts, CRRC, and the reason they're the lowest bid is because the government subsidizes the crap out of them. Now, I have a problem with this for a bunch of reasons, beyond just the fact that we're giving China virus bailout money to a Chinese company, which is offensive on its face. But more importantly, for example, Washington, D.C. was one of the cities considering buying Chinese cars. Well, here's the thought. How would you like to have 
the you know people riding the subway to the State Department and the Defense Department and the Energy Department on Chinese subway spy cars. That's a good idea, isn't it? You know what? The, the, um, you make a great point because uh, almost every piece of equipment coming to the United States from China uh, has the possibility of having spy, a spying mechanism in it someplace. That's right. And, and of course, they're going to take advantage of a city like D.C. But any major city, you know, they, they, have a, they have a stock exchange in Chicago. They have a stock exchange in Philadelphia. You know, there's, there, there's lots of spying, uh, advantageous spying to be done on these cars. Now, Chicago had a meeting yesterday. The vote has not come out yet. Uh, Chicago was voting on to whom to award the contract for the new... Um, the new cars. Now, we have a less government thing working against us on this in that they have a, a, a Chicago and a lot of other cities have a law that says it has to go to the lowest bidder. Mm-hmm. Well, China's the lowest bidder by like 40% on this job because they're subsidizing the crap out of their trains. Yeah. So it's not a, it's not a free market win. It's a, it's a government subsidy win uh, you know, once again, China using our systems against us, and you know, I was hopeful that we could make some noise and uh, and and stop Chicago from doing this. Uh, but like I said, other cities have done it in the past. Boston and L.A. I know for certain have purchased Chinese. Uh, Subway cars. Yeah, you, this this what you're bringing up is so important. Because you may be aware that uh, citizens have been using drones. Uh, cities, I'm I'm saying, have been using drones yeah. in order to control the population. Well, in many cases, the drones were quote quote unquote contributed yes. <laughs> by the Chinese communists. Yeah. And, and what are they? They're, si- they're simply mechanisms to spy on, on the American system on on American citizens. Well, well, the cities are helping map the. Map their cities for China. That's very, that's very utilitarian. I'm, <laughs> I'm once again reminded. I'm once again reminded of Vladimir Lenin's line: "The capitalists will sell us the rope with which we will hang them." Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's, you know, it's unbelievable how deep into China we are. You know, you've got Harvard with the Confucius. I mean, not Harvard. All of colleges. Harvard is one of them. But colleges all over the country have quote unquote Confucius institutes. And what they are is China propaganda uh, departments on campuses all across the country, funded by the Chinese communists. Yeah. Um, and there's examples of this all over the place. Uh, teacher after professor after professor in colleges are being arrested for spying for China. Yep. Um, inclu- including in some very sensitive, uh, you know, uh, fields where college professors are not just college professors; they also get hired to work in you know, nuclear labs and, and that sort of thing. Right. So it's really, we, we really have to, the, the popular phrase is decouple, um, which is completely excommunicate China from anything we do. And, and of course, you know, without us, I mean, Trump put a little bit of tariff pressure on them and their economy collapsed, which means they exist almost solely because we fund them. And when we go to war with them in 20 years, It'll be the first war in human history where one side paid for both, yeah. um, which makes us the fools of all time. So th- we have to address this, in, I mean, in a all-encompassing major way, and that, of course, includes not handing them spy opportunities 
in major cities around the United States. You know, Sidney, you're raising such an important point. Uh, another guest of my show who's on Wednesday morning, uh, Professor Larry Bell, he wrote a book called Cyber Warfare, Targeting America, Our Infrastructure, and Our Future. Uh, war isn't in 20 years. It's happening right now. But it's not It's not using guns and, and nuclear sure. missiles. I sure. mean, it's using uh, it's using cyber warfare, in fact. And, and the Chinese right now, are it's all out of salt. They're holding nothing back. And and, 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 and stealing intellectual property, which includes military secrets. Um, you know, this goes back to the 90s. Remember when um, uh, the Clinton administration sold nuclear secrets to China for campaign cash? Wen Ho Lee and, and Los Alamos Lab. Mm. Remember all that 25 years ago? Uh-huh. See, the thing is, you're right. Here's the thing. They've been at war with us for 30 years. We've, we've, we've framed it entirely within the paradigm of trade. Oh, these are just trade deals. Oh, these are just bad trade deals. No. It, it's a war, and right now, they're the only ones fighting it. Well, I just, uh, I think you're absolutely right, and it's not the Chinese people, it's the Communist Chinese Party, which is such a small fragment of the entire Chinese population. Well, well, again, you know, you can, you can defend the German people under the Nazis, but come on. Um, <laughs> you know, there are some, there, there are some dissidents uh, that, that, that get treated, dealt with quite harshly, as we know. Yes. But, you know, in a country with 1.2 billion people, I think there's far too many, you know, people wearing masks and being, you know, cucks to allow the Chinese government to continue to control that many people without some sort of revolution, if revolution was required by the by the population. Well, you know, I think there's this insidious thing if we just go along to get along to go along, go along to get along. I think that ha- happens certainly in the Chinese economy. People just don't want to be noticed. They want to go about their daily lives. And seeing, you know, I'm sure, their leaders is uh, irresistible. In other words, they can't, there's very little they can do about the situation. I would imagine that's kind of the, the mindset of the people there. But you're right. And once the people... Have- and you're right in the sense that, you know, China started doling out, anybody that became problematic got a government-sanctioned company. Uh, you know, if you started raising, you know, one of two things happened to you. The bad would be you'd be sent off to whatever the Mandarin word for gulag is. And then the good thing that would happen was if, you're making, if you make enough noise, they'll hand you a company. And then the, and you'll, be, you'll be a Chinese government-sponsored company. And all of a sudden, you're a billionaire. Right. And if you're a billionaire, you're less of an agitating problem for the Chinese communist government. Well, that's right. And in addition to that, right now, they've had the social monitoring mechanism where it can determine whether you're qualified to take flights, whether you could use the trains, whether you, you can buy a car. If, I mean, you're a, if you're a good citizen or a bad citizen, that's exactly right. Unbelievable. Seat Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I just encourage you to visit his website, lessgovernment.org. LessGovernment.org. Also, you can visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, I always appreciate your very well-informed commentary. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week, sir. Thank you. Yeah, you as well, Seton. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Bill Barnett, the former mayor of Naples. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network.
Do you or a family member suffer from chronic pain in your knees, hips, or shoulders? Joint pain can be a nagging and serious problem requiring expert and compassionate care. I know I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. Until 2006, I was suffering debilitating pain and deformity in my knees. I couldn't enjoy biking or golf or even sleep without chronic pain as a constant companion. Thanks to Dr. George Markovich and the professional staff at the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, my pain is gone, and I'm back to doing the activities I enjoy with no pain. I have a lifestyle I can only imagine. Imagine prior to knee surgery, and you can too. Call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. They will thoroughly evaluate your condition, provide personalized, state-of-the-art treatment, and help you relieve your pain and get back to your active lifestyle. At the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, your care will be professionally managed through every phase of your recovery. For an initial consultation, call the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine, located off Tammy Amy Trail in Bonita Springs, at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. You listen to The Bob Harden Show, so why not market your company to our loyal listeners? Ads are played live on each show and then archived so listeners can hear the show and your ad at their convenience. Each advertising package includes a banner on BobHarden.com with a link to your website at no extra charge. Join Lulabee's Diner, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, and many others who advertise on the show. Call me at 598-3889, that's 598-3889, or send an email to BobHarden at Hotmail.com to design an ad program that's just right for your business and your budget. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost and the value. Several advertisers have been with me for years. Find out why by calling 598-3889 or send me an email to bobharden at hotmail.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. Visit the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us uh, the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Bob, my pleasure, as always, on a Thursday morning. Can't believe another week's gone by. Isn't it amazing? To, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, we've got Memorial Day coming up, and... Uh, uh, wow. Uh, you, um, you have any travel plans for the summer? Well, uh, we're, we'd like to go up to North Carolina, but you know, it's hard to make the plans when, uh, up to Asheville is, is, uh, would be our destination, right, but right. it's very difficult to make plans because that <laughs> North Carolina has, is, is more draconian in terms of its shutdown and than, uh, Florida is right, right. now. So, well, how about you? Are you, are you going up to, uh, up well, north? we, we have. You know, I've got, we've got our tentative reservations uh, up in, in uh, you know, South, South Buffalo, but um, um, we're we're on hold. Uh, our landlord, of course, understands, and so we we're just going to uh, we're going to sit and see where they are. Yeah. Uh, not till mid July, and if I had to push back to say August, uh, um, uh, we'll we'll just do that. I mean. I think I'm like everybody else. Um, you can certainly, you know, we booked um, we booked our our places where we stay with the pet. When you can always cancel them 24 hours before, so you know that part you can do. But um, it is the waiting, and yet I've known some people, um, some of our, uh, uh, especially one of our board members at um, at the shelter um, for abused women and children said to me uh, the other day, I said, you know, you guys going north? He says, yeah, we're, he says, we're not 
we're not thrilled about it, but they're going up to Jersey uh, uh, in June. Yeah. Um, and it could be the shore or whatever. I didn't ask where, but I'm sure that there are, I mean, gas prices are as low um, as they've been in, in over 20 years, I heard this morning. And I'm sure that uh, that people are, um, they, they just had about five minutes ago, they had the, the, um, the CEO of um, uh, Holiday Inn, IHG, whatever, on, on uh and um, he was saying, you know, the changes that they've made in that hotel industry are amazing. You know, uh-huh. they're they're cognizant, they're they're the sanitizing, the cleanliness, the whatever. So I mean, um, they want travelers to feel safe, and and like he said, you know, people are safe in their cars, so they're going to be, you know. Uh, maybe driving driving where they're going right yeah so i saw i saw a cute quote it says you know i feel like i'm a teenager again gas prices are cheap but i'm grounded right. <laughs> and nowhere to go right exactly i saw that i was like yeah so i guess you know each week we talk and and and, and you know you you kind of wait it out you watch what's going on i can tell you one thing there's a lot more traffic out there Yes, there is. It's nice to see. A lot more. And we're yeah, at, we're I mean, at uh, Blue Provence last night, going to uh, going to Lulabee's uh, tomorrow. So right. it's great to get out again. And you know what? Just being around people, hearing the laughter, and having the, the sense of society, just such an important part of our lives. And, and we missed it. You know, it's great to be back a little bit. Uh, in restaurants now are opening up to 50%, which is great. Although, right, uh, right. Snowbirds, as you're pointing yeah. out, going back, it's uh, it's going to be hard to get up to that 50 for restaurants here on the Paradise Coast. Yeah, I I agree with you, and but I I'll tell you a lot of snowbirds that that I know are not, you know have not gone back yet. Yeah, right. Say I don't want to go back to New York. You know what I mean? Or uh, right. Whatever. So they have a home here. They're staying a little longer. So everybody's everybody's on a kind of a wait and wait and watch. Um, as the reports come out daily, and you you need to make your decision. That's right. I mean, um, so and 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 I think the city is doing everything that they can to um, to help the merchants and the businesses. You know, um, giving some variances and uh, or special special permits, uh, temporary permits to help the restaurants. And uh, you know, I think everybody appreciates that. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you're f- focusing and following uh, what's happening in the city city council meeting yesterday. Any good scoop? Yeah, they they you know an- another uh, one of those twelve hour <laughs> you'd think their meetings go on forever, but they're they're covering some things that need to be covered. And on the other hand, um, I think they 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 do waste um, they certainly waste some time in, with minutia. Um, but you know it's a it's a new council and um, eventually they'll 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 come around. But um, I know the mayor yesterday was was pushing real hard to go back to paper instead of the electronic uh, iPads that we all went to um, to save tons of money and trees and everything else. And uh, she, for whatever reason, uh, can't get her hands around an iPad. Um, <laughs> Or so I, <laughs> so I just don't know what else to say. I'm yeah. going to have some some bite back. Gary Price, Gary Price said, "You know, come on, Teresa, you were on council. We 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 went there years ago to to save money and to make it easy for the public and for everybody else. And she's she's hell bent on saying no. That's not that doesn't work." So anyway, but it's uh, fun to does, watch. does she have the support of other city council members? I mean, it's just crazy to go back and. Um, she's she's had a couple of split votes now and i think some of them are uh, 
are stepping out on their own and making their own decisions and, uh, uh, you know, doing what they feel is right. So um, I don't know how much longer that that initial, uh, you know, support um, when they all got elected is going to last, I I will tell you for sure. I mean, um, you know, I watch Ted Blankenship and and Paul Perry, and uh, they've made, you know, they've, they've really kind of, really, really stepped out um, and uh, are, you know, because they're new, new on board and they are, um, they're making their own decisions, which is really nice to see. Yeah, absolutely. So, and Gary, and yeah, so you don't leave Gary Price left out there hanging by himself. <laughs> Gary, he's, a, he's <laughs> such a, he's such a good man. And uh, it, it might, it's gotta he be. So- and he knows, you know, Bob, he, he, I mean, he knows what to do. He knows what's going on. And, uh, his opinion is so important. Now, whether they take it or not are two different stories. Right. In my view, when I, Gary Price speaks, you really need to sit back and listen to what he has to say because it's very thoughtful and very meaningful. Right. I think he's one of those, right. guys, those guys that everybody should listen to. Well, Bill, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Are you still are you getting uh, cabin fever? Are you ready to? Are you starting to step out a little no, bit? No, I. No, I'm not. I mean, why? I go to the. You know, I go to go to Publix and. Uh, um, I, I relatively keep myself busy. I walk every day, and uh, I'm doing okay. You know, I'll wait it out with the rest of them and uh, use my mask uh, when I'm in the stores. And some of the department stores, Chris and I made a road trip to Bell's the other day. Uh, um, and uh, so we take a few little trips, but we're careful, and yeah. uh, like everybody else. Yeah. We'll get through this, Bob. Absolutely. Bill Barrett, again, Naples mayor. I just, or former mayor. You'll always be the mayor to me, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I still get to keep my title anyway, right? So it, That's it, right. It still can be Mayor Bill, but uh, yeah. Uh, and thanks, Bob. I appreciate what you do for us. Thank you so much, Bill. Have a great day. All right, well, uh, that's kind of a wrap here on today's show. I do want to mention that the president received a letter. Uh, this is a letter signed by 500 physicians, and I have a couple of minutes, so I do want to take a little time to talk about this. Uh, he said, Dear Mr. President, uh, thousands of physicians in all specialties and from all states would like to express our gratitude for your leadership. We write to you today to express our alarm over the exponentially growing negative health consequences of the national shutdown. In medical terms, the shutdown was a mass casualty incident. During a mass casualty incident, victims are immediately uh, triaged to black, red, yellow, or green. The first group triage level is black includes those that require too many resources to save during a mass crisis. The red group has severe injuries that are survivable with treatment. The yellow group has serious injuries that are not immediately life-threatening, and the green group has minor injuries. The red group receives the highest priority, and the next priority is to ensure that others, two other groups do not deteriorate. Decades of research have shown that by strictly following this algorithm, we can save the maximum number of lives. Millions of Americans are already at triage level red. These include 150,000 Americans per month who would have new cancer detected through a routine screening that hasn't been happened. Millions who have missed routine dental care to fix problems strongly linked to heart disease and death. And preventable cases of stroke, heart attack, and child abuse. Suicide, the suicide hotline calls have increased by 600%. Tens of millions are at triage ye- level yellow. Liquor sales have increased three to six hundred percent. Cigarette sales have increased. Rent has gone unpaid. Family relationships have become frayed, and millions of t- well, uh, well-child checkups 
have been missed. Hundreds of millions are at triage level green, and those are the people who currently are solvent but at risk should economic conditions worsen. Poverty and financial uncertainty is closely linked to poor health. A continued shutdown means hundreds of millions of Americans will downgrade uh, a, a level. The, and so and the, she goes on, this doctor, she's a psychiatrist as well as a uh her name is Simone Gold, an MD and a JD, so she's a lawyer as well. And again, this letter was signed by 500 physicians. I'm, I'm going over this and reading this because, uh, you know, there are unintended consequences of what ha- what's happening. People are suffering. Uh, they could end up with the post-traumatic distress disorder and a number of things because of what's going on right now. So we need to open the economy, not just to save the economy, but also save people from the unintended consequences of this isolation and shutdown. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Uh, if you have any questions or you uh, have a comment, please send it to bobharden.com, bobharden at hotmail.com, I should say. You can also sign up for the newsletter that I send out after every show, bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. <laughs> so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs> <laughs>